Welcome to the Free Life Agents Podcast, where we help real estate agents build a lifestyle they never need a vacation from. Here's your host, Kobe Zen. Hey guys, welcome to my first episode of the Free Life Agents Podcast. I got a really special guest here for you guys today for my first episode. He is a, um, first and foremost, he's a great friend of mine, a wonderful dude. Um, I was luckily, luckily enough to meet him about was it two, three years ago, probably three years ago uh, on, on the cusp of, cusp, cusp of three years ago where I first met him, but he's a wonderful guy, came out of the, uh, getting ready to get out of the Air Force, <laughs> uh, but um, he's a real estate agent, real estate investor, and an, an awesome family man, but he's also a great blogger and a very very great technical wizard as well. So welcome to the show, Charlie Cameron. How's it going, Charlie? Kobe, man, it's a pleasure to be here. You're setting the bar really high. <laughs> <laughs> setting the bar really well, it high. Goes, with goes well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm starting off with a, with a bane and getting ready to, um, you know, start off this podcast with the best person that I know <laughs> to do it with. And that, that's you. So let's do it, man. That's awesome, man. So yeah, yeah, Charlie, I mean, this is the, the Free Life Agents podcast we're really going to talk about is just, you know, uh, you know, why, why you got into real estate in the first place, man, because you have a, a pretty unique story um, in terms of where you getting into real estate uh, as an investor first. So if you could just kind of introduce yourself um, and your story, and the way you would tell it, not the way I would, but uh, tell us a little bit more about, you know, what got you into real estate, what your background was before and, you know, why you decided to jump into real estate the way you did. Yeah. So the, the whole real estate journey started like a lot of other folks, you know, I was doing the, well, the military version of the nine to five, which is a little bit more than nine to five. Typically um, my career field was, was pretty similar to the, the rest of the world, but, um, but kind of wondering, you know, I was big into investing at the time, getting into, uh, you know, passive stock investing index funds and stuff. And it was just looking at it going, man, there's just, there's no way to retire before 60 doing this thing. Um, so I kind of thought to myself, what can I do different? A friend of mine asked, have you ever thought about real estate? And I, I used the, the crazy, you know, the, the typical answer, well, I don't want to fix toilets, right? He was talking about real estate investing. <laughs> um, and that was a limiting belief there. And I, kind of went down the rabbit hole and eight months later I bought eight apartments as my first uh, investment property. Uh, this was about six years ago almost now um, and then it kind of spiraled from there. I ended up buying a couple more apartment buildings with a partner. Um, we we moved from Ohio to Florida. At that point I was out of money <laughs> so I'm like okay so you can only buy so many things um, on a military income. Now what do we do? <clears throat> And we I got my real estate license. I was like, well, hey, maybe these go together and I'll enjoy this too. Um, turns out I really liked that too. <laughs> now that's not as, as much investing, but there are ways to generate kind of passive income streams that way as well, or additional income streams, which, which made it very fortuitous for me in the last, especially the last year. Um, but since I've been licensed about two and a half years. So it kind of has spiraled. Um, I made multiple pivots, sold all my apartments, bought a bunch of short-term rentals um, to kind of increase my cash flow and income and, uh, and building a, a, a team, um, building lead gen sources as an agent. And that's really starting to take off now too. So, so things, are, things are going well all the way around, I would say. 
Yeah, I mean, that's that's awesome, man. I think there's something you just said right there where I really want to kind of touch on and dig into a little bit deeper. You said that you went from not wanting anything to do with real estate at all in the beginning to all of a sudden, eight months later, buying in a, an eight-unit apartment. Like, How did that happen? <laughs> you know, yeah, so a lot of people looked at me silly when I you know, I made that social media announcement that we just bought eight apartments. They're going, well, I just bought a cool 20 last week, right? They're all joking around. <laughs> um, uh, I, it's funny, you know, of course, bigger pockets. Um, I, I listened to a Jake and Gino podcast on bigger pockets, wheelbarrow profits. And their, their whole philosophy was, Hey, buy, buy as many as you can initially, because then that'll set you up for massive growth, right? The bigger one, even if you buy a duplex over a single family, um, typically your income is going to be more, um, and expenses aren't going to be double. So anytime you can buy multifamily, you're, you're all of a sudden getting a higher potential cash flow or ROI than you would on a single family. Um, so <laughs> it's this, this, uh, we're going to get into a little bit of an interesting story. It's actually a property I'd already looked at. It, um, it was in kind of the rough, roughish shape. It was in a really good location though really good like you know kind of working class or entry level white collar area and um, um my wife and i were like okay we're gonna get the biggest one we can um i saw it i knew the numbers would work because the rents were at least 200 below market per unit um and that that's a lot <laughs> so we looked at it and it went under contract i'm like dang it okay we'll we'll, we'll wait for the next one and look and look and look and we got under contract on a terrible duplex we backed out of um and uh we're at the hospital um for my daughter's birth my first child and uh you know the baby was born and everybody was tired and sleeping and life was good everybody's happy healthy um and i saw the deal pop back up on my phone <laughs> i called my agent i was like rod buddy put this under contract i've been in it i know it'll work just do it man um, and, and so we did, <laughs> we, uh, we got it going. Um, and, uh, it was interesting, you know, the first day I went from closing, which my daughter got to be at. So that was kind of cool. And then, uh, I went straight to the apartments and, you know, the inspection findings were incredible. So we, we ended up putting a lot of money into it and I put a lot of sweat equity into it. And I went in the first day, right from closing to the unit and pulled mummified squirrels out of one of the furnaces um that a tenant was living in so let's let's start this podcast off with a the the way you succeed in real estate is by serving people the right way you know it, it, deferred maintenance i mean these people did had lights in their kitchens that wouldn't work i mean they had they had all sorts of issues that i just created a list and just started going after it um and making their lives better um <clears throat> which in turn meant i could raise the rents to a normal market rate um, and that was, that was really a great place to get started. Man. So I didn't know that uh, story, but you, that closing day for your, for your apartment or the, the day that you made the offer, that was the day of your, your daughter's birthday. Yeah. It was the same yeah. day. Yeah. Interesting, huh? <laughs> ah, wow. That's, that's, that's awesome, man. So you, yeah. you got kind of got started as being a dad and a real estate investor, like on the, on the same exact day. Yeah. And I actually, uh, had the stupidity to self-manage all eight units initially too as a new dad so that was it was an interesting balance um but i think it really was a fantastic experience to learn how that works before i outsource it to someone else <laughs>
Right. Yeah, I think that's that's really important. And that's what you said. Like one of the things I know about you, Charlie, is that you got a lot of hustle. I mean, one of the things you, you always talk about is juggling 30 different things at a time. And, you know, I don't know how you do it, but you're, you're able to do that. And that's that's incredible, man. You got a lot of hustle. So, I mean, is that is that kind of like the reason why you were, uh, you, you know, you're, you're just really interested in building some passive income was because you, you discovered bigger pockets in the first place? Or is there something else kind of always inside you that you just wanted more than your, you know, your, your job? Because a lot of people are just, you know, they're just happy doing what they're doing and they never really think about it, put their money yeah. in, a, in an account and they just, just leave it there. So that's, that's a really good point, Kobe. It is something I, I've never really understood. I, I've sat around the office and I've listened to people who've done a full military career, 20 years, which means they get a pretty hefty retirement. And then they go back and do a 20, 20 more years in, in industry, right? Or for the government or, or wherever. And, and so many, I mean, 95% of Americans are all locked in this work till you're 67 and then die mode. I just, it does, it's never sat well with me. Um, I've never understood why people want that for their lives. You know, why would you want to retire when your health is at its worst, right? That And frankly, my wife and I have seen, even pre-COVID, we had so many, like, um, uh, this sounds kind of morbid, I'm sorry, but so many people around us that passed away, you know, people with family members that just, you know, random events, just random events, but it kind of just makes you think like, man, do I really want to wait around to really see the world and, and spend time with my kids or my grandkids and, and do so many cool things? You only get one shot at this whole thing, one time, right? So what are you going to do with that one time? So it, <clears throat> my original goal was, hey, my wife and I are both active duty. We're going we're gonna to work 20 years, and then I'm going to use this real estate investing piece to replace the rest of that income at the 20-year point. So in our 40s, we would basically have total location and income freedom to, to do what we want. Now, knowing me, I'm probably still going to hustle in some way or another, right? But uh, but I kind of found ways to accelerate that plan by uh, an, an additional 10 years. It's, it cl we're close to it. So um, things have changed a lot since that plan. And it's, it's changed just in the last year and a half. Um, I've been able to pivot and make a ton of, um, ton of changes um, when it comes to real estate investing, um, real estate sales, and probably the biggest one was just my network is really what changed everything for me that kind of set me on this additional path to create financial freedom way, way, way faster. Hopefully that wasn't too long-winded there, but. No, man, that's, that's what this, this, that's what it's about, man. I want to hear more about you because we know each other for a while, but I'm, I'm learning new things about you during this conversation that, you know, that I didn't know before the past two years. And that, that kind of goes to show like what kind of a friend I am, right? <laughs> no, but um, yeah, no, I think what you, you touched on was really good is that you kind of, you realize that you don't want to spend, you know, the, the last portion of your life enjoying it. You want to spend the majority of your life enjoying enjoying your life and that's that's what a lot of people here um i think who are listening should should kind of take a take an inventory of you know where are you you know in the point of your life right now and you know where do you want to be in the next you know 10 20 years you know how much time do you really have because you know we really don't think about it we think everybody else dies and that you know we're, we're the ones that they don't die we have forever to live so i mean but yeah, man. So, you, you know, we're going to get into a lot of like what you're pivoting in the last, you know, last year and a half or so, or, or last two years, I think that you said, because that's really where I think 
you know, and I, I could feel that when, you're, when we're having conversations, that's when your business really kind of exploded. But I kind of want to dig into where you're, you're talking about transitioning from, you know, being a, just a real estate investor in the beginning and then kind of moving, moving to Florida and that transition and then getting your real estate license. So what was the, what was like the point where, where you realized that you wanted to go, you know, and also be an agent as well? Cause a lot of people kind of go the other way around. They're an agent and then they become an investor, but, but you went and got your real estate license. Was that because um, you were moving down to a new state and that was just a little bit more convenient or what was the, the thought process that, that went behind that? You know, Kobe, the initial thought process was I'm out of money for investing. And how could I build that up faster? Well, maybe if I had my real estate license, I could use that to invest. So make a, you know, I could do some flips or some birds or, and, and I could make a little commission along the way or not have to have the commission expense along the way. Um, and I thought, ah, that, that sounds about right. That's what we'll do. And um, what, what actually came to fruition was I ended up selling other people homes instead of investing at all. I haven't actually, I've gotten some referrals for my own investments, um, just kind of referral checks, um, working with other agents for my own properties, but I have not actually uh, um, used any, used my license for direct investing, I use it for my own house. Um, but it just kind of worked out where, hey, wait, if I, if I can invest in real estate, I can actually be pretty good at selling real estate too. In fact, that might be the easier thing um, and a lot of people don't, don't realize. Um, so <clears throat> kind of happened where I met, uh, Matt Gardner, of course, you know him. Um, and, uh, at the time he was doing great things. He was also active duty. He was a part-time realtor. Um, and he was starting to just take off and crush it. And I'm like, Hmm, I like this guy. I like being in his sphere and his network. Um, he said, Hey, take this course. You'll get your real estate license and, and come join our team. And I was like, well, okay, I'm just going to do that. I didn't, didn't think twice, right? Like, Oh, should I look at other brokerages? Should I look at other teams? What's the best? And, and, and instead of, I've already learned the whole um, analysis paralysis thing for real estate investing, right? You sit there and wait for a long time. You're just missing out on opportunities when you could be just moving forward um, and executing. So I was like, okay, I like him. I, I like where his head's at. Um, I like the the opportunity that EXP would give me for investing as well. Um, and I like similar things about the company. Let's just do that and I'll, I'll run with it. Um, and uh, it took a little bit to kind of get going as a part-timer, but it's definitely taken off in the last year. Yeah, man. So I think, I mean, so, so Matt Garner, that was the, he's the reason why you, <laughs> why you ended up getting, getting your license. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, very much so. He, uh, I went to an investor meetup. He was hosting the investor meetup here in, in my the, the town I live in, Niceville. Met him, went to a couple, and he's like, and, and after every meetup, the dude is like, you think I can hustle? <sighs> not even close, man. They, the guy doesn't sleep. He must not. Um, he's he's closing $50 million a year in sales. He's he's closing hundreds of millions in departments, syndications. A year. The dude just doesn't. I, it's amazing. But um, you know, at that time we were both got a smaller, smaller level and, and trying to grow. And, uh, after every meetup, he would send a, he would take notes the whole time. And then he would send an email to everybody with the, the things they were interested in with additional resources. It, crazy. Right. And so that night he, you know, after meetup two or three or whatever, he sent, Hey, here's, here's how to get your course or your license online. And I was like, okay, signed up, 
two hours a day, six weeks later, licensed, right? So um, it's frankly pretty easy in Florida, I think, but um, might be biased. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's definitely because I'm, I'm also, I mean, I'm licensed in Texas for, for those that don't know, but I mean, six weeks, that's, that's, that's definitely faster than what, what we have what we have over here. But man, so something, something else that you touched on is that you, you're somebody that I realize you, you just take action immediately. So that's what, I think that's what really separates you from, from other people and why you're, you're able to kind of, you're, you're able to kind of speed up your success and, and make it so that it's fast tracked and you're not waiting. Like you said, like you said in the beginning where you're, you know, you ended up taking an action on, on just getting into, you know, building some wealth and passive income uh, with real estate investing in the first place. And now, you know, talking about getting your license, you know, you didn't wait and think about like, you know, like you said, you, you thought, you thought over the analysis paralysis and then, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to wait for that because it doesn't matter when, when you make the decision, uh, you know, because the moment you make the decision, that's really when, when you are ready. Um, I don't know how, you know, do you, is that kind of what, what you went into when you were thinking about all this? Or is that, you know, do you just kind of, you know, you're, you're so high energy that you just got to do something all the time? Or do you, do you just, do you realize the point where um, the, is really your decision up to, you know, when you are ready and not waiting for the outside world to kind of tell you when you're ready? Yeah, I'd, I'd say there's two contributing factors there. The first is I'm uh, impatient. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll call it a, a major personality flaw that has worked to my advantage, I think. Um, you know, I just, I, I don't like to wait for anything. So I just execute, like, I, I can't even stand waiting in lines. Anytime I can order ahead or, or get the lightning lane pass, right. I, I'm doing <laughs> it because I don't, I can't, I just, I'm physically unable to, to do that. I just don't like it. Um, and then the other piece really is the the whole military piece of it, you know, being a, being a leader, um, in the military now I'm, I'm not like, you know, flying jets or doing any, any kind of um, really, really high stress level kind of things, but I am going out there and executing large multi-million dollar test and acquisitions, weapon system programs. And, and, you know, 10 years of that experience, it really got me to a point where I am able to take in just enough information and then execute because, you know, you get caught up in this loop of, well, what do they think? What do they think? Da, da, da. You could gather information forever and not have all 100% of it. So in the military, you have to just be able to get as much information as you can, but at some point you got to stop, make a decision and move on, execute that decision. Because at the end of the day, having executed that one is going to get you to the 80, 90% solution much faster than waiting for the 100% information and then executing a different or a similar plan. So um that's, that's a learned, that piece is a learned skill that I'm, that I'm grateful for. Yeah. Yeah, man. So I, I think that's, I think I, I don't remember where I read it, but I think uh, I read in a book somewhere or, or an article somewhere where it's, you know, people should make decisions with only 70% of the information, not a hundred percent, you know, anything less than 70%, you might not be, you know, being cautious and maybe missing some pieces of it, but anything more than 70%, you might be seeing too much and overanalyzing. So I think that's, I think that's something that you did uh, unconsciously and not knowing. And that's why you're able to essentially, you know, you know, make decisions that you have as quickly as you can and, you know, be where you are. So, so yeah, I didn't, I didn't really know that, that a lot of the skills that you had um, in the military kind of carried over into not just, you know, I, I always thought that the skills that you carried over from the military was like your technical background, because that's what we're going to, 
you know, want to talk about a little bit about, you know, how, how you're such a technical wizard when you're, <laughs> we're digging into, you know, our, our blog here, but, um, but your leadership as well and your, your ability to make decisions fast. So is that, is that kind of the reason why you've been able to, able to essentially jump industries and jump, um, well, not jump industries, but it kind of transition from different aspects of real estate investing, different, uh, different business models as well. And yeah, I mean, even, even jump industries, you know, going from military to investing to agent now Airbnbs and, and leading a team as well. Yeah, I suppose, I suppose that's certainly a contributing factor. Um, being able to just go out and execute no matter what environment you're in, no matter what team. Um, I, I guess that's, that is something that's carried on. I haven't thought much about it. Um, but I've always been someone that couldn't, you know, even in college, pre-Air Force, right? I, I've never been someone who could just, you know, what do you do? Oh, I'm, I'm an engineering student. That was never enough for me. I always wanted to be more and do more and, and see more and, and have more and experience more, I guess is the bottom line, experience more. So I was, you know, an engineer, or a lifeguard, um, a firefighter, EMT, I'm an ROTC student, you know, so I, I just did it all because I wanted to and I, I needed that factor. So e even, yeah, yes, Air Force, uh, you know, full time and, but I still needed more. I wanted to be able to, to, to do more in life than just, you know, uh, frankly, a lot of people can make it to 20 years in the Air Force or in the military. Um, so even that wasn't enough. That, that is a big deal. Certainly, I, I, I don't want to, um, look poor, poorly on those folks they they are dedicated service members um that do a lot a lot a lot of work for their countries and then go through a lot of sacrifices that that sometimes most people don't understand but um but i still wanted to be able to to do more and, and see more and experience more so i guess maybe that's another flaw but <laughs> no I, I don't think that's a flaw at all charlie i think that's actually that's that's something that i i, I find that is really interesting and i want to kind of explore more into that as well is I, I never really asked you this before but you've accomplished you know a lot of things with your you know your investments and in your closings and, and the team that you've built so far uh but you know you you said that you would really enjoy just having more experiences so i mean kind of asking this question maybe like you know Without, without any preparation, but, you know, have you kind of realized that, you know, do you enjoy the, just the experience and, and just getting more and learning and, and actually doing it more, or do you actually enjoy, and I think I know the answer to this, the actual accomplishment more? Yeah, uh, it's the, it's the growth that really gets me. I, I mean, it, it fuels my fire, man. Um, I don't know if it's Grant Cardone. I think it is Grant that said, you know, if you're not growing, you're dying. That's, I, I feel that way. I feel that way. I have to be growing. And as soon as I stop with one thing, right? Like, okay, I bought some multifamilies. Cool. I need to do something different now because I, I can't just keep doing that one thing because that's not enough for me. I need, I need growth. I need something different, something new. Um, and so, yeah, I, I love learning new stuff. You know, hey, lately I've started learning about crypto. Okay. Then uh, you could say whatever you want, right? But um, <laughs> hey, there's interesting things about it. I want to understand what's happening there. It's just part of my the, the human nature. And I think a lot of real estate investors and big agents are doing the same thing just because they have that growth mindset and that growth desire, right? It's on, it's on my priorities list on the wall, right? Growth. That is one of my priorities. It's one of my five priorities. So um, I just already know myself and I know that, I, you know, I've had, I've had ruts. Right, we all go through 
they'll go through ruts and have little bouts of, you know, what's wrong with me? Why aren't, why am I not happy? And for me, it's usually because I'm, I'm not making progress on something new. That's, that's usually what it comes down to. And it's, it's not always real estate related. It might be, hey, I was really excited to take my daughter to the zoo for the first time. And it, it turns out we weren't able to go. That's going to set me back for a couple of days, right? I'm going to be, because I just, I built it up. I was ready. We're going to do this new thing. It's going to be exciting. Like I'm taking my daughter skiing next week. So hopefully all goes well. No flights are canceled because man, I will right. be, I will be pretty upset if I, I can't take her skiing for the first time. But, um, anyway, yeah, I, I, I love growth. Love it. Yeah, no, I think what people need to understand that, you know, if they're listening to this right now is that um, if they're going through a rut, like you said, that whenever you go through a rut, right, when they kind of want to, I think people should go ahead and just do take an inventory of themselves and see if they're, you know, what, what really is making them, you know, be in a rut. And, it, you know, usually what I realize, and that's the same thing that you said, that whenever you're, you're kind of, you know, feeling upset, feeling down, the only thing or the the most important thing that you can do is just to go out there and, and actually go and do something, maybe try something new, go out there and actually do some progress or like do the hard, you know, go out there and do a hard workout and you're, you're growing and that's how you kind of get out of there and build that momentum as well. So I love it, man. I think that's, that's, that's a great message that everybody needs to hear because a lot of people are, are, um, you know, more, more than I would like to think is that they're, they're suffering and they're not as in a place that they want to be. And they don't really know how to get out of it. And, you know, doing something and taking action towards anything. I mean, like I said, just taking a workout or just going out there doing something, doing something productive at all. Um, I think that's the, that's the way to kind of get out of it. So, um, but yeah, man, so you're, you're kind of transitioning now into your investments into a new industry, like I said, into Airbnbs for multifamily. And so how, how has that been? And why was the, you know, why did you kind of get into Airbnbs and what was the, was the factor that kind of made you switch? Cause you know, you sold all your properties, uh, you know, that you used to have and now you're, you're kind of, you're, you're all in into Airbnbs, right? That's the hundred percent of your, your investments. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, well, I've got one long-term single family rental just kind of by, by happenstance. Um, I held on to it during COVID when we moved houses. Um, uh, but, um, yeah, that pivot. So <clears throat> kind of all happened when I, I started expanding my network, um, right? Your network is your net worth. I know people say that all the time, but it's so, so important and so true. And people just don't value um, the, the power of a powerful network of people. They, they totally undervalue it. You know, I, I joined, um, <clears throat> it's called the War Room. It's a, a basically a real estate investing mastermind for veterans um, ran by, by a friend of mine, Dave Perret. And uh, it, I met him at Veterans real estate investing live, you know, it was the start of COVID. So they, we went to this zoom only, um, thing, which then meant I could go because, you know, a lot of life's busy and there's no way I would have been able to go to it in person. So I got to sit in this zoom thing. And then I, I realized how many people out there are like me, you know, I've been in this, my own sphere of, of friends and family and, and there were one or two real estate investors or, or you know, kind of financial freedom minded folks in there, but not very many. And I went to this event and everyone had that mindset. And, and some people were a few steps before me and a few, and some people were way, way ahead of me. And we were all mind melding together and learning from each other. And I was like, wait a minute, this, this is something else. Like I, all of a sudden I, I just discovered something where I can grow 
so much faster. So I, <clears throat> so I joined that war room mastermind. Um, and I talked with a lot of these folks, you know, you know, the day parades of the world, um, the Blake dailies, um, and other, other folks that, uh, of course, Matt Gardner, who've been doing the big syndication and Airbnb things, um, started gathering data, but, but putting yourself in a group like this was amazing because now you're just on a peer level and you can ask any questions and everyone is open about what they, what, you know, they tell you their experiences. So you now no longer have to learn the same mistakes like I did over and over and over with multifamily by myself, right? Um, now you can just take a step forward. And, and I kept interviewing people. Um, I got a good buddy, uh, Jeremy Porto too, um, big multifamily syndicator, um, prior Air Force guy. So we, you know, he kind of mentored me initially, which was awesome. And, you know, he, he and Dave and everybody I talked to, my war room squad all said the same thing. Like, hey, focus on cash flow. focus on pushing that up now. You know, I was kind of putting the goal 10 years ahead of me um, when I retired from the Air Force. They're like, no, 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 push, push everything now. Your goal is cash flow now. Go execute that plan. And so I was like, uh-oh, well, <clears throat> you know, my lending terms on these uh, long-term rentals weren't great. You know, they were B, C class long-term rentals. So they came with a lot of issues and a lot of expenses at the turn and, and all that stuff. And I'm like, man, these really aren't that great cash flowing. Long-term, It'll be fine, you know. I'll, I'll earn. I'll, I'll gain value. I'll, I'll pay down the loan. I'll get a little bit of cash flow per unit, but it's not going to be life changing for a while, right? <clears throat> so I was like, okay, I can do multifamily syndications, which I really didn't feel like I was in a position to do yet, um, or maybe I could do short term rentals. So, so I went that route. I ended up. <clears throat> my wife and I bought a a um, four bedroom townhome um, in Orlando, twenty minutes from Disney World. And it was when COVID started, so when everything was on sale. <laughs> so we bought it. Um, we we started renting it on Airbnb. We improved quite a bit of it, and um, and over the year we we cash flowed pretty well. You know, my my apartments. I was expecting to do maybe if I was lucky, a hundred bucks a month cash flow. You know, we were cash flowing five to eight hundred bucks a month on this one townhome, right? And I was self managing, which was really not that hard to do if you knew what tools to use so it kind of just it just blew my mind that I could do this thing um, and yes I was working in the business by self-managing it but I was also um, it, it was, there was a fun aspect to it I was learning something new um, I'm now launching a management company right so now I'm taking that knowledge I'm placing it somewhere else so that I can flow it up and, and expand that way but it really just started a snowball of okay um, I've met all these great people. I need to be building my income streams, building my my passive income, um, and increasing my total cash flow. How do I do that? Well, short term rentals. It's building a real estate team, and it's just growing those two aspects to incredible levels. And that's I, that really transitions well. What I want to kind of talk about <laughs> next, because um, just just to recap the two things that that really stood out to me with that what your conversation was. Um, you know, building the networks and surrounding yourself with the right environment. I, I felt like that has been so important. Me personally, realizing this for the past two years is that who you surround yourself with really, truly it will determine your success and, you know, your, your values and how you feel and, you know, your, your vision as well. Cause you know, you know, you know, firsthand what I've been doing. So, uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, man, just surrounding yourself with the right network and the environment that, that, you know, is around you really does determine, you know, 
I wouldn't say it's the, the sole factor, but it has a big, you know, it plays a big part into whether or not you're, you know, somebody's successful or not, or whether they want to be where they are. So people listening to this should always, you know, see who are the people around them, see what their environment is and try to make it easier for them to, for themselves to success. Cause that's something that's, that's something that people don't really think about is making it easier for you to succeed. And, you know, your environment, that's really, that's where, where, where it starts versus, you know, some people just try to do it with straight up willpower, which is a lot more difficult. But, you know, the other thing I think that really goes well with is that the network and then also what you said about building cash flow now instead of waiting. And that really goes back into kind of like the conversation we were having before where you said, where you said that um, essentially you wanted to take your act, you're going to take action now, enjoy life now. And that's what people really need to think about too is, you know, how can you build residual income now so that you can have the freedom uh, faster and not have to wait until, you know, until you're later in life to, to have that freedom and, and use, you know, use only equity and, and the, the investments that you've built up now. So um, on, you know, on the topic of networks and building cash flow, tell me just a little bit more about what has gone into the thinking of you building the team that you have here at eXp Realty. If you don't know, Charlie and I work at the same real estate company. We're partners on the same team. He was actually the one that introduced me to the, this incredible opportunity here. So can't thank him enough for that. I always tell him that. I actually, I don't tell him that enough, but uh, <laughs> on the topic of, of networks and cash flow, these two go so well with what you've been doing. And um, is, that, is that the reason why this, this team building model and, and helping other agents stood, stood out to you so much and, and why you're focusing so much of your time on it and, and been so successful as well? Yeah, dude. It, so coming in as a, a real estate investor to EXP, I didn't really understand um, what I was looking at till I was there. Um, I and the network was was again the the thing that paid off here. You know, Matt Gardner, Chris Bounds, Connor Steinbrook. These guys are incredible. They're amazing. They're going out there. They're selling tons of real estate. They're huge investors, and they're massive team builders. And I'm like, okay. All right. I'm, okay. I'm on board on the investing. Okay. I'm, I'm on board on the sales. What's this team building about? Right. Um, and so they're building local and national real estate agent teams. So I'd understand a little more. Why, why do that? Well, because it, it's just another way to create an income stream by helping others succeed. And, and for me, wait, and, and what's the way you go about helping others succeed? Okay. You, you teach other people, other potential agents about real estate, about EXP, um, help them succeed in building their income streams. I can't think of a better, a, a thing that makes me happier, talking to people about real estate, helping them succeed and getting paid to do it. That's amazing. That, that, that just, that whole model blew my mind. Um, so I was like, it, it's a no brainer. Why wouldn't I do this? I already love talking to people about real estate, right? We talk about it every week. Um, and so, hey, now I can maybe get compensated long-term uh, on a monthly basis by helping other people succeed. Done, done deal, right? This is, this is something I'm going to work on. So started building that, you, you know, you were my key partner in, in doing that. We, we built something totally different that nobody had done. Um, and we were able to be pretty successful by helping other agents like us, right? We weren't the people going out and saying, Oh, and, you know, going after these big brokers or, you know, big key massive agents of the world like that that's just wasn't us right so we chose the approach that made sense hey let's help other agents like us yeah sure they're not the big producers and that's okay because we know how to help 
the, the people who are just starting out. That's where we started. Um, and so that's, that's really been a blast um, networking with, with brand new agents, with part-time agents, um, with agents kind of getting started. And, and now we have, you know, as I've started to, to become a, a, a decent producer as well, start networking with those agents and, and building that sphere and then building our, our network of people that think like us around us, which is amazing, right? Like we're, we're not just any, anybody can come hang out with us. Like we're looking for like-minded people. We're looking for, for people who have positive energy um, with, with good morals and, and that want to go out and, and dominate. They want to become awesome agents and they want to build additional income streams, right? So that, that's what we're trying to do here is not just, okay, you need to sell houses until you die because that is also a problem with real estate, right? Just like the rest of industry, you got to work till you're 67. It's even harder in real estate because there is no, um, uh, you know, 501 or 401k. Goodness, what's wrong with me? Um, there's no 401k plan. So it's even harder with real estate. Um, but our whole goal is to help these people build real, sell real estate, but build their income streams while they do so. So that has been fan, a fantastic thing. It has, man. It's been a pleasure building that out with you, Charlie. I got to be honest. Like, I can't, I can't think of another person in the world that I, I would rather do it with than, than you. So, it's props to you. And man, so I mean, on, on the note of building a building a team and becoming a leader and transitioning into that. So, I mean, didn't really know, or it didn't really occur to me to ask you this before. But I mean, has that ever been like a, a struggle, or have you ever struggled with kind of like leading a team and being a leader? Because I know that's something that I kind of struggled with in the beginning is, you know, how can I provide value to somebody else who's, you know, way in my, in my mind, who's way, you know, further in life than I am, you know, they might be older, they might have more experience in a certain field. So has that ever kind of like crossed your mind or has that ever been a problem or, or did you really, you know, not think about that? And, and we're always able to provide value to people. I think we all have that a, a limiting belief initially. Right. And, and, and it's the same thing when you become an agent, like, okay, I'm going to cold call this seller and try and make them a client, right? That, that's, that's a hard proposition because you're brand new. What do you know about real estate? How do you bring them on? But, but as you gain confidence and you learn these things, which, which doesn't require a, a ton of experience, just a little bit of knowledge, a little bit of experience, um, you, can, you can be pretty effective, right? And, and as you start to grow personally, you can help other people grow. It doesn't matter if they're a top producer. They may be a top producer that's throwing away $100,000 a year um, to their broker, right? If you can just educate them and show them, hey, you know what? You would actually keep a lot more here. Is that something that would interest you? By the way, here's our really cool network and, and here's all the other additional you know, benefits we provide. Um, all this comes at no cost, right? If, if you really educate people and, and help them understand what we're about, what we can help them with and add value with no expectations. That's how you can win, right? And, and people see that and they value it and they, and they value the authenticity of it. Um, hopefully that answered the question. No, you did, you did. And I think that's something that people don't, don't think about is that there's always some kind of value that you can provide. It doesn't matter what, um, what experience level you are and the, you know, your friend is or your, your partner is or somebody else is, you can always provide somebody with value um, just as a, as a, as a human being and as a person, right. You know, sending somebody a text on a holiday or wishing them a happy birthday, you know, that's, that's some form of value that people don't really appreciate enough 
I think that, that we all have. So kind of, I think for people who are, are listening or starting out or a little bit newer, don't really know how to provide value, kind of think, think about like different ways that you can provide value, not just as a, as a business person, but as a, as a human being as well. Cause that's, I mean, that, that's the, you know, the reason why, you know, I was attracted to you in the beginning when, when we started working together was because you were able to provide me with, you know, human value versus, you know, only strictly business value as well. Um, when you reached out to me, I was taking my, uh, my real estate exam courses and you were just super helpful for the, you know, the first couple of days and weeks. And that, that was the reason why, you know, we ended up becoming business partners is because, because you were, you were, you were there as a, as a friend and as a human being who, you know, cause we all, we all, we all want to feel like that we're not alone in this world and just you being present and, um, and being there for somebody, I think, uh, that's more value than, than people, you know, they really think about and, 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 um, and cherish as well. So, I mean, kind of on that note, um, from a business level as well. So have you seen a little bit of, of growth from that? Or have you seen like, what is the growth that you've seen on a business side when it comes to providing value to, to other agents, um, either on, on the team right now or in the future as well as, you know, you, you're wanting to, to build your team. So have, have you seen a little bit of that? And how are you kind of differentiating yourself, somebody from your current background from, you know, like the top producers or the, the 20 year agent or, or the big social media influencer? Yeah. So, so to me, my, my priorities are, are a bit different. You know, you've, you've got the agents out there that um, their, their priority is to sell as much as they can. Right. Um, I, I maybe think a little different, right? Like I, I don't necessarily want to go serve a bajillion clients and be pulling my hair out all the time. And I do want to serve clients, but I want to serve them well. I only want to do a few at a time so I can do that. Um, I'm in the same thing kind of a, applies to the team here. You know, I want to, my, my focus is really on helping them succeed, um, which if I put more time to that, I think long run, that's going to be a, a better um, return on my time um, and return on their time than just going off and focusing on clients, right? So I, I do love my clients a lot. And I, I, I try to just keep it to a few at a time for that, that reason, because I'm also focusing on my team. Um, I know I've got the one thing sitting behind me, so I'm violating that rule. What is my one thing? Um, but uh, to me, I, I do split kind of between three different paths. I've, I've got my sales, I've got my real estate investing, which is all short-term rental focused and management focused. And then I've got my, my team building aspect. Um, and I would say that the latter two are more important than the first one. Can always go out and sell a house, but I can't, you know, but if that's all I do, that's all I will do until I die, right? You've got all those real estate agents out there with their profile pictures from their 40s and they're, they show up and they're 67. You're like, <laughs> goodness, man, are you going to stop selling houses ever? They're like, well, I can't, you know, <laughs> like how would they, how would they, without becoming a broker um, or a team leader, how would, how would they do that? Um, well, <laughs> they would do it by one of the two other things, focusing on additional income streams. Um, and, and there's nothing wrong with that, right? Like, I'm not doing it out of greed. I'm doing it out of freedom and flexibility. And I'm doing it by helping others succeed in that arena, which is so much fun. Um, yeah. Yeah, man. And, and it's been, it's been fun for me as well. Because <laughs> so, I've taken a front row seat to, to seeing and participating in that uh, with you. And yeah, I think what people don't, you know, great circling back to, you know, the, the beginning of our conversation is just 
you know, what people need to think about is, you know, how, how are they living their life right now? And what kind of, you know, what avenue do they have to exit their, their, their job or their, their current main, you know, stream of income right now? Right. Or is, you know, cause if you're enjoying it, you know, a lot, cause a lot of people do enjoy, you know, their stream of income, whether it's their job or a self-employed business or anything, but they don't really think about the day that comes where, you know, you might not be able to work or you might not want to work again. So, I mean, and you, because you come from such a unique background, that kind of resonated with you because you, you came from the investing side, wanting to get out of your job first and then getting your license. So you knew before, you know, even becoming an agent that you wanted freedom. You didn't want to just go out there and be, you know, be self-employed and, and be the, you know, big badass real estate agent kind of out there in your market as well. So I think that's something that, uh, you know, you're able to offer agents and people that, you know, can, can really think about as well. And is that, and kind of going on to the, like the next question is that, is that something that you've been able to realize that even helping, you know, other agents, whether if it's just agents in your, in your local team over, over in Florida or, you know, the agents on your revenue share team, um, is that, is that something that you've realized is that you're able to help agents who are, you know, maybe even producing more or have more experience, but because you come from the background that you do and you, you hold like the values that, that you do and the mindset that you do, you can actually help them develop a new mindset. And, and that's, that's the way that you can provide value for them. Dude, that's, that's exactly it, right? That is the value that I provide is it's, it's something different. It's not that Oh, I can teach them how to go sell a luxury house. Though we have people in our network that can teach them that, right? It, it's that I'm teaching them a different mindset. Like my personally, um, I don't, I don't want to have to sell a house to put food on the table, which is a totally different way of thinking about being a real estate agent, right? Because because most people are getting their license so that they could leave the current corporate job to go work for themselves, be self-employed, and do this this real estate thing, which I think is, is an awesome thing. It does afford you a lot of ability to do that. You don't have to sell that many houses to replace the income for most jobs out there. Um, um, but I want a different mindset, right? I, I don't want to, for my clients, for myself, for my family, um, for my, my personal financial and freedom goals, I don't want to have to sell a house to put food on the table. I want to sell a house be, because I enjoy it, um, because I like serving my clients. So I'm helping agents discover that as well. I'm helping them do some unique things. Like a lot of agents will go out there, they'll join a team that'll give them leads for 50% commission, or they'll, they'll go out and they'll pay for Facebook ads. And, and none of those, none of those things are wrong, right? Those are all great ways to get started and to get some initial clients and to get going. Um, but I'm also teaching people how to do the taking that money they make and reinvesting it into, uh, into real estate investing, other investing, um, teaching those agents how to build a team. You can do that immediately. You can do that as a part-timer. You can do it and give leads to your teammates without paying for any of those Facebook or Google leads. There's ways we can do those things where you can build massive growth um, and build a sphere around you and build additional income streams without having to have been in the in the space for a long time. And, and so we've, we've got the network, we've got the tools, we've got the ability to do that. Uh, so why wouldn't we? You know, why would we not help these agents not just go sell their first house, but build, you know, add their first teammate and build their first lead generation stream for either clients or, or additional realtor teammates that where those leads reach out to them, 
right? So we, we focus a lot on organic lead generation and building these streams where people reach out to you instead of you chasing your tail and chasing all these crappy $2 Facebook leads and, and, until you pull your hair out, right? We're trying to do things smarter, more efficiently, better, um, and build a path to um, not only kind of scale your own business, but build a team and invest in your future. And that's, that's awesome, man. So you're, you're really taking like a different approach. And that's what's, I think that's what really uh, is, is contributing to your factor to your success in the, in the, you know, in the year, not just with the team building business and like every other aspect of your business as well. Like, I know something that what you do with your Airbnbs is that you really furnish them in a different way than a lot of other people do. So I mean, just being different and not not trying to be better than the person who's already been doing it, but being different than them. That's really how how, you know, people who you know, might not have the experience, be able to succeed and succeed fast like you have and during during COVID. So that's something that's actually that's actually pretty interesting because you said like the, the, the way that your business took off was really in the past like year or so, right? In the past year or so or two years. Is that right? Yeah, just, uh, you know, kind of, I as soon as I got my license, I deployed for the Air Force. So I immediately left the local area. Still sold the two houses during that time um, from afar. So it can't be awesome. done. Yeah, just by partnering with another EXP agent in my market. So it worked out great. Um, so, I mean, so I kind of had a little bit of a setback. Maybe that's a limiting belief being not local, um, but uh, but I have learned to, that, that put me immediately in a position to what's the most efficient thing I can do with my time, right? Especially starting off as a part-timer. You can't be everywhere all at once. You have to leverage a team. You have to. You just have to. And guess what? You're going to win more by surrounding yourself with those people, showing properties for them when, when they can't make it and vice versa. You, you just, you've opened up so many doors by, by surrounding yourself with like-minded teammates. Um, sorry, I forgot what the question was, but. No, um, no. I, I would just want to make sure that I got oh, my, I got my facts right, but I just right. wanted to. Yeah, think yes, the original yeah, things have taken off for me kind of starting in November of uh, uh, October, November 21 really is when things really started skyrocketing. Um, I've managed to um, leverage a, a Facebook community really that's that's set my business way apart where all we do is provide value and then if they want to work with us, with our team to, to buy a house or sell a house, they can, we give them that option, but they're not required to, and we don't shove it in their faces and we just help them. And a lot of the things we're doing don't result in a commission, right? We're helping them get on base housing or, you know, what's the best place to get your kid's haircut, all sorts of random things that are, are extremely helpful to people, right? So if you provide value with no expectations in return, read the go-giver, then you know that it'll all come back to you. There is a there is a thing you know a karma effect out there that's always in play. So I really do believe that the more value you provide to others, um, the more you'll get in return, just in the long run. Yeah, that's the that's the law of compensation, right? Can't expect right. something without having to put forth the effort first, and that's something that's actually really transitions well into into what I wanted to talk about next. And that's you you said your business really took off in November twenty twenty one, but I've known you since November of 2019, and um, we've been working hard 
for those past, well, I know firsthand that you've been working hard for those past two years, not just with what we're doing as partners, but what, what you're doing with your, your current investing business as well. So talk a little bit more about, I mean, if you don't mind, talk a little bit more about, you know, how has, if, if it has at all, you know, how has COVID kind of affected your business and how to make, and how it actually kind of made it as more of a, in my opinion, it looks like a, a, a trampoline to kind of explode your business for that, that year you know, we're in 20, you know, 2021 in 2021, it was able to explode because a lot of people in the beginning of, of 2020 were, were so miserable and they thought their life was over. But I think, you know, I think you took a different approach and, and now, you know, look, look at the rewards. So can you, if you can just talk a little bit more about, you know, what your mindset was when that, you know, that, that you know, that news kind of hit in, in early of 2020 and the approach you took for those two years so that your business is now, you know, the best has ever been doing. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> I mean, okay. COVID happens, right? So you, you, you could do one of two things. You can, you can cry about it or you can get to work. Right. And so what we found you and I found for our, our team, right. That our team growth was that, Hey, people, all of a sudden when everything shut down, how do I go? How do I get my training? How do I get my support as an agent? How do I, how do I do my agent things besides showing properties? Um, how do I do everything else? because COVID and I can't see people in person for, for a while. Right. So uh, easy. We've been doing it for a decade. <laughs> right? We've got, we've got all this stuff where we have the ability um, to accomplish things and, and do 80 plus hours of training a week all online. Right. Um, now, a lot, what a lot of people don't realize about that is that, Hey, we're still, we still are in person and selling houses and teaming and meeting in, in our markets when we can, you know, post post COVID. Um, whatever you consider that to be, and we're meeting now, but um, <clears throat> you could still accomplish a lot, right? If, if you have the right tools. So that's the team side of it. We found that people wanted that. They, they wanted a way to continue moving forward um, during this crazy time and not have to pay for that office that they're no longer using, right? So that helped us grow our team very quickly during that time period. On the other side of it, the investing side, um, Warren Buffett says, be, be greedy when others are fearful, right? fearful when others are greedy. Uh, if you remember when COVID first happened, people all of a sudden the, the real estate market took a little tumble, right? People didn't buy houses. Guess what I was doing? <laughs> Buying <laughs> houses, okay? I bought one, two, three, four, uh, um, four properties. I put another six under contract, a new build set in Nashville. Um, all when people were like, ooh, don't buy real estate. The, the world is ending, right? Like, no, it's going to come back. And don't buy Airbnbs. COVID could happen. And they shut down for two weeks. And it's like, guys, 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 you know how much pent-up demand there's going to be? You know how many people are going to want to travel after this? You know how, how many, how few Airbnbs there are compared to the demand out there? If you just did a little bit of research, you'd realize, um, oh, and rates dropped to all-time lows, right, for loans. So now your cash flow could be maximal. Um, if you just took a minute to step back and not do what the masses are doing, you will be more successful, right? You got to look at what the your network is doing. You got to find that right network and understand what's going on out there. Um, and so I was buying when other people weren't. Um, so by the time everybody else started buying, all my properties went up in value, right? So um, <laughs> it's... Uh, you got to look for those key moments and, and understand 
you know, interest rates are about to go up. You know, the, the housing market might slow because of that, even though there's still a lack of housing. But what are you going to do during that time? You're going to say, ah, interest rates are up. I'm going to wait till they go down. It's probably not the right answer, right? Figure out something that still works and go do that. Yeah, man, that I didn't even realize that now that you just mentioned it, and I can't believe I didn't, but you you really started, you know, focusing your efforts into Airbnbs like during the midst and height of COVID. And, you know, and I mean, as compared to like some other other investors, you're you're a newer investor at the time, right? Yeah, a couple of investment properties, but you weren't, you know, you weren't like the the other institutional investors out there who has like hundreds of, you know, maybe like 50 or 60 or not hundreds, but like 50 or 60 properties that they've done or flipped. And, and you transitioned into Airbnbs in the middle of COVID. So, I mean, I can't believe I didn't, I'm just realizing this now, but you know, as that, that must've been like a, you know, for, for other people, at least that must've been like a, a big risk. And did you get any like backlash for that at all? Or was that, or had, were you kind of just like focused so, so hard on your goals and you're so confident in that? How did you kind of deal with it? If you did have any backlash? I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's epic stupidity that I got lucky on. But but what I what I have learned is that if I just oh. listen listen to the people who have been successful in the things I want to be successful in, that seems to be the better advice than listening to friends friends or family that have never owned any rental properties or are not agents or are not doing all these things. You know, those people always are willing to give you their advice, right? Is it worth <laughs> yeah, it? More than- Is it worth anything? Hmm. That's what you really need to be thinking about. Um, not, no offense to those people, but you know, it, it, again, find find the network and, and leverage that network of people who who are doing what you're doing rather than uh, the rest of the world. You know, cut, if you got any naysayers out there, you need to just cut them right out. You don't have time for that. You know. And they may be personal friends or work associates, and that's okay. You need to surround yourself with people that will uplift you and help you succeed and not those that will make fun of you for your real estate investing or your building, team building. Those people don't, uh, there's no room for them in your life. You got, you got things to do. Yeah. Ah, man, I think so many people in it. This is something that I've, um, I've really been, I don't know if it's just something that I've been doing ever since I was, I was a kid, but I really picked my mentors, like you said, uh, I'm very picky about who my mentors are. And I think that's, that's what people need to do. And that's, that's what you did. And that's, that's why you're, you're successful that you are right now is because every time that I think when, when we, we think about advice and we think about different opinions that are given to us, you know, take a moment to actually think about who's giving you that opinion or who's giving you that advice. Right. And if they're not somebody who they're currently right now in a position where you want to be in, you know, probably not the best best idea to take their advice because you know they only know from you know what they know and if that's you know that's the result they get from what they know then is that the same result that you want so I'm always a big proponent of you know always take advice and only take advice from people that you would be willing to trade a portion or that portion of your life with so if it's business if it's family if it's you know investing or finances or fitness but if you're not willing to trade that portion of your life with that person, you probably don't want to be taking their advice. And, um, and that's something that they're able to do. And that's, that's why, you know, you're, you're the way that you are right now and succeeding and your Airbnb business is booming. I mean, are, are you looking to, are you looking to, you know, expand on that even more? I'm like kind of like digging yeah, into man. the future now, but you know, I am, you yeah. know, I am, 
And and I just want to touch on that point you were getting at there. It, it's, I would rather buy two properties with partners than buy one alone, because I, I've learned that I get so much more out of partnerships than I do by myself. And that, and that's true with, with us, right? Like, mm -hmm. there's no way I could have built the team I built without you, right? And so you, you just don't, until you go out there and you network with people and you meet them and you start working with them, you just don't even know what you can accomplish um, with, with a team than you can on your own. It's incredible. It is, man. And it is. And I think what, what people don't, don't like, and so this is something I'm just realizing now from our conversation is that you're, you're so in a community and you're so into, you know, networks and, and building, building businesses, not with, not just by yourself, but with other people, because there's, there's a lot of great entrepreneurs, very successful people out there who are, you know, real good lone wolves and <laughs> lone wolves, but um, you know, they, they do things on their own and they do things, you know, kind of, you know, cause after this, big personality, big egos, and, you know, you know, successful business people, they, they kind of need that a little bit of an edge, right? They need to have some kind of personality or, or they're not going to, they won't have the confidence that they do to go out there and actually, you know, start their own business and, and take the risks that they do. But a lot of people, um, they're, they're kind of like focused on themselves, whereas, you know, people like you and, and me as well, I, I really like, you know, we really like just going out there and building something, but not building it, you know, just for yourself or by yourself, but building it with, a bunch of different people that you love hanging out with all the time. And, and cause it's just so much more fun that way, but you can also learn so much, especially in the beginning. Um, yeah, man. So something else that I think that I really think you can, you can be of value to everybody who's listening to, you know, this conversation right now is um, you're also a, a great family man. So, you know, you have a beautiful family, Charlie, I get your Christmas card every year. You just had a, <laughs> a new, a new uh, baby boy, right. Uh, this, this past year. So, how have you been juggling that, man? Because that's something that, you know, I, I, you know, have no experience with them 20 years old. <laughs> you know, this is going to be way into the future as me. So I can really learn something from you as well. But juggling family with business and not giving up, you know, your family time, but also still focusing on building a great future for them as well. How, how does that line toe for you? I'm glad you asked that, dude. I mean, and, and it, it's not showing by the length of how much I've talked about real estate on this podcast. You can tell it's, <laughs> it, it fuels my fire and it's a passion, but but my number one priority is family. Uh, it always will be. It always has been. Um, and, uh, you know, the, it's, it, it's interesting. I, I subscribe to the there's no such thing as balance model. Um, go read the one thing. And, he, and, and, you know, Gary talks about it, right? He talks about how really life is just um, a, a imbalance of doing one thing really well, doing the other thing really well. And, and you kind of just have to, to make that trade. Um, but, uh, the, the way I kind of uh, try to approach that is I, I try to make the weekends and I, I try to make evenings, um, all family focused as much as possible. We, uh, you know, I've got all my 2022 goals. We've got monthly mini trips. We're going to be doing, we've got two big family trips. We're going to be doing, um, <clears throat> I've even involved the, all of the family in real estate, right? Our first Airbnb was a Disney property. Well, guess what? We've been to Disney a few times since then. Um, and, and we really enjoy that. So it's been a cool linking that, you know, that that's really made this a family business. Um, you know, my wife is, is just as important to my business, um, even though real estate maybe isn't as much of a passion for her. Um, hey, if I got to run out and do a showing, you know, she's like, okay, got it. This is part of what, what we, who we are now, right? We go out, I do the showing. Hey, we re reinvest every dollar of that commission into some other either team building, but mostly 
real estate investing, right? Into other ways to grow our family income. Um, so that's that's been awesome. She's seen the fruits of our labor. That's gone that's gone pretty well. And and sometimes it's like, hey, um, it, we we just kind of get all get involved. Hey, I've got a showing in Gulf Breeze. All right, we're gonna go show on Saturday, and then we're going to the Gulf Breeze Zoo. Or hey, I've you know I've got to do a showing in Panama City. These are kind of long drives for me. The Panhandle is long. <laughs> um, so we'll all go. Hey, we're going to show a couple of condos and then we're going to go do, you know, Ripley's and the, the Children's Museum. And so it, it's, it's been fun turning it into a, a family business. Um, and we're looking at kind of expanding that. Eventually I'll have jobs for my kids to work on, <laughs> you know, because there's tax write-offs for that. Um, my wife uh, has been volunteering doing some, some tax center stuff for military members. So now we might turn that into, hey, she can start doing some accounting for our businesses um, and, and helping that way. So I don't know. It's uh, it's fun. Being a dad is the most amazing thing ever. Um, but it but it fuels my fire there too. You know, I, I did this blog post a long time ago when after my daughter was born saying, hey, being a parent uh, maybe isn't the most important thing you do in life. And, and everybody flipped out. And, and they took it the wrong way. What I, what I meant was, hey, yes, I, I want to be a dad. I want to succeed at, at being a parent, um, but I want to give them something so much more, right? I want to build this massive thing that they can, you know, hang their hat on as a family and build this kind of family empire. Um, but may, maybe that's just my, my own, uh, um, what do you call it? Um, immortality project. Have you ever heard of that? Um, no, I'm not, I haven't actually. Well, what is the immortality okay. project? I, I forget which book that's from, but the whole theory is that man is, you know, it, the humankind is just a series. We spend our lives working on our immortality projects, the things that will outlive us because we know eventually we will die, right? So maybe my immortality project is creating this really cool lifestyle, um, this financial freedom-based and, and time and, and location flexibility lifestyle for my family that can maybe go on forever. Immortality project. I just wrote that down, so I'm gonna have to do a little bit more research in that. That's really interesting. So that's, but that's just a side note. But what you, oh, you, you know said, what? it's from it's from this book right here, Mark Manson. Mark Manson, not, not giving a. Uh, oh, curse! <laughs> I mean, we'll edit it <laughs> out good, if we have to. <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good one to listen to. It's funny. Yeah. <laughs> All right, <clears throat> but yeah, um, just getting back on track about uh, <clears throat> what you said about family and juggling it. Um, when I hear a lot of entrepreneurs say, you know, other from, from me listening to other people's podcasts and shows or people that I know, <clears throat> they'll, they'll talk about blocking time for family. That's like the, the theme that a lot of people has and they, they'll, they'll block time. And like, this is my family time. Or, you know, I have this hour to this hour is my, is my time where I don't take any calls. I put my phone away. And I think that you take a different approach. And I think it's, it's actually a, a quite interesting approach as well is that you're involving your family in your business in a way. Like you said, you're taking them on showings where you know it might be near a, a vacation spot or a nice weekend spot or buying a, a, a rental property, an Airbnb that you also use as a vacation home as well uh, near Disney World, the most magical place on earth. So, I mean, that's something that I think, you know, it's really interesting that you said that now because I feel like when you were telling me that story about how, you know, when you had your, your, your daughter and then that was when you first started your journey in investing that it was almost like written in the stars that it was always going to be that way, that you're always going to be kind of running a family family centered business where everybody was, were going to be 
going to be involved all the time. And that's something that I think it, it's so interesting, right? Because that's kind of the way you got off, you know, started in real estate. And now, you know, as you're progressing and moving forward, that's, that's the same theme that you're keeping as well. So for people out there who are kind of like juggling this, this, you know, this between being, being a family, a family person and also, uh, you know, being a parent and then also, you know, starting a business or just getting in that growth phase of the business, right? Um, you don't necessarily have to be, you know, this hard ass who go out there like we block off this hour and this hour, do this and that and that and that. You can, you can find ways like, like you did, Charlie, to, to go out there and, you know, actually involve your family in what you're doing, right? That's something that, you know, on a side note, Grant Cardone also does as well from his, from what I've seen from his story, like he takes his families, you know, he takes his kids and makes them do, do sales calls for him. And they, they go out there and they, they, they go on business meetings together. So that's something that I think, you know, if you want to do something, you know, involving your family, is not necessarily a bad thing because you're accomplishing, you're accomplishing a lot. And I mean, were you, did you do that intentionally uh, in the beginning or is that something that just kind of flowed? as well kind of into your life and that just a way to fit both things in, in once. It just became a necessity with how much we have going on. You know, it just, it, it, too, mm-hmm. too bad we had to, we kind of had to just adapt and, and all join in this thing together. Um, and I think it's, I mean, it's important to, I don't want to poo poo the time blocking or, or whatnot, you know, on, on Friday night when my daughter's in the garage and she's saying, Hey, okay, let's play by something. She makes up this whole thing you know, fantastic fantasy game. And we're, we're playing this, this game. And, you know, I've got some clients or a friend of mine, you know, saying, Hey, are we going to have a call tonight? I'm like, guys, I'm sorry. We're going to have to do tomorrow morning. You know, it's let's, let's talk, let's chat in the morning because I'm, I'm, I want to be in this moment right now. Um, But, but what you're saying is all true too. We've, we've gotten to a different level of just being involved and Hey, sometimes we're, not going to watch the amazing race tonight we're going to instead review this offer right we're going to we're going to do some and and that's okay that's just part of our life now we've just come to that's that's what we do we just it's a family event now um yeah no i think that's that that goes back to what you said about you being this this person that kind of really enjoys the experience versus just the accomplishments as well and that's what people really need to think about is that sometimes it's okay to to say no to things that you don't want to go all in on because you're, you're, you're having it. You just want to be present in the moment right now. And that's what, you know, and that's what people need to, need to realize is that we have an abundance an abundance of opportunity, but we don't have an abundance of present moments, right? When we have it, it's only now present. Like I said, the present is a gift. So uh, take advantage of it, man. So, you know, there, there will be other sales opportunities. There'll be other, other clients out there, but you only have that one moment that you have and, you know, you don't want to, you know, and this is something that's really interesting because nobody ever looks back and, and thinks about, you know, well, I didn't have that moment. I regret that so much, but, you know, it's, it's always thinking back and like, oh, I'm so glad I, I did take the time to spend with my family or I did take the time to, to you know, call off or reschedule that, that client or that sales call because, um, it, you know, you always, you know, you don't really think about the regret because, you know, you don't, you don't know what you're missing out on, but you always think back on, you know, the great moments that you all, you have. And then that, that's something that I think is, um, is, is what we need to think about as well. And just, you know, living out there and experiencing, like you said, with, with your family, you know, going out there and experiencing the business as well, because you can make, you can make, you know, what mo- most people might think would be like this most boring thing in the world, like reviewing an offer and make it fun for everybody 
or, or going on a showing that you might have not wanted to go on, you know, a day before, but because, you know, now you know that you're taking your entire family out to and also a, a trip or, or a, you know, a little, a little staycation or something, you know, it just becomes a lot more fun and you kind of, you can, in the same time, keep your, your goals in mind, right? Where you're doing it for them and then you're also, that's the task you're doing. Is that, is that something that kind of comes to mind when you, when you do, you know, when you're going on business, but you're also kind of putting family time in there as well is that you're able to kind of keep the, the vision and the vivid goal in mind as you're, as you're completing the task and actually moving towards your goal. You know, that's, that's funny you say that. So you taught, you, you did a lot Facebook live about your intent, right? So I, after that, I was like, I man, I, I, wow, I need to sit down and, and do this. So I sat down for a half hour and kind of brainstormed. All right. What's, what's my intent? What are my priorities? What are my goals for this, you know, for the future? Um, and, and I wrote this intent and you're not allowed to steal this, this copyright, uh, live a life overflowing with amazing moments created through massive financial and location freedom. So, wow. you know, and, and, and ever since I wrote that on the wall, I'm like, man, that's, that's fantastic. We're going to, and, and that right there says we're it's the two are tied together. They're not, I can't unlink the financial freedom piece from the amazing moments, which is, you know, the family and friend moments, which again, you get one chance at this whole thing. So you've got to optimize being in the moment, being the present, doing those things, but they're not independent. They have to go together to have a lot of those moments. They have to be building the financial freedom. And sometimes they're together. They just are. Sometimes they are, are one and the same and that's okay. You know, and one thing I just kind of want to touch on, you know, when I thought about it last night and um, my daughter wants to play this game with me, it's just the two of us. And I'm like, this is so, you know, I'm not going to get this again. This is a was once, right? And, and she's going to grow up and she's going to go off on her own and, and do amazing things in life. But right now being in this moment with her or, or building Legos with her, they, those are so important to me can always go out and sell another house, right? Who cares? Who cares about selling another house? I don't, I don't care about that. You know, I don't care about thousands of dollars worth of commission versus that, that hour of spending hanging out with her and playing with her. That's so much more important. And I, I think people devalue that. Um, now let me just take this phone call. Let me just do this thing. And, and yes, sometimes I have to, but I, you know, I was just saying it's balance. You got to decide. Um, sometimes you got to pivot one way or the other. Yep. Putting value, putting value in yourself and your, your own time. And that's, that's super important, man. And I know, I don't want to take up too much of your time, man. Cause I know, you know, you got a family back too. It's this yeah. weekend we're filming on, but um, yeah, but we just, uh, when, when you sent me that, when you sent me that, that uh, your intent the day you did, and I was like, wow, that's, you know, I, can't believe I didn't come up with that. That's, that's awesome. Man. So that's a beautiful intent. But like I said, I don't want to, I don't take up too much of your time. So just one last, one last question. We're going to end on this note, you know, just moving forward, what can you tell people who are either in a similar position as you are, or somebody who's kind of, you know, struggling right now in their business, you know, what is like one key takeaway that you can give people right now and then moving forward in business as well? Call us. <laughs> yeah. Ser- I mean, seriously, I mean, network right your network is is what's going to push you forward and and there's no reason to repeat anything so the the best way to do that is hey you know if we can help you we will so reach out to us um i'm I'm assuming you'll share our contact information with this with this uh um, podcast right so i mean people people should feel like they are able to reach out and are able to ask questions and we will help them in any way we can um and 
that's just how real estate works and, and, and growth works, right? There's not, you might be brand new to something and I'm going to learn something from you, right? It doesn't, doesn't work where you're only pulling from people who've done it, but there's, it works both ways. You can always share information. You can always learn. You can always grow together. Um, so don't, don't feel like you need to do that alone. Build your network, reach out to people, um, and then go conquer the world. Yeah, conquer the world. But yeah, man. So Charlie, just uh, on, on an ending note, can I tell tell people out here, um, what's the best way to reach out to you? What are some social media handles? Like where can people where can people find you if they really want to reach out to you? Yeah, probably the easiest way is, is email, crush it with Charlie at gmail.com. Um, that, you know, my unread emails is my running to-do list. And I call, call it ancient, but um, it, it really works for me. And then I can I can get to it when I can. Otherwise, um, you know, we've got our blog, agentwealthhustle.com. You can schedule, you know, schedule a call with us, Zoom call with us there. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll help any way we can. And, uh, and the family is, uh, is yeah. melting down. So yeah, that's, that's, that's what I was, I was, I was about to say, I hear your family calling. Uh -huh. So um, I'm gonna let you go here, Charlie. I felt like I've learned an down. eternity an eternity of information about you that uh, I didn't know before, but it was awesome having you on this, on this conversation, man. I can't wait to have you back on again. Oh, and, uh, I'm stoked, man. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, no problem, Charlie. Hope you, uh, hope you enjoy the rest of your day and you guys out there listening. Um, if you guys like the show, go out here. If you're watching on YouTube, go comment, uh, like, and subscribe. If you guys are listening on a, on a different platform, uh, share a review, let me know what you think. And uh, always remember that uh, what Charlie said, if you need something, just reach out to him. But other than that, guys, hope you guys enjoyed the first show and uh, looking forward to uh, seeing you guys again. Thank you for listening to the Free Life Agents Podcast. For more resources or to connect with us further, please visit our website, www.freelifeagents.com. We'll see you next time.